Welcome to Unboxing the Tarot, a podcast about spirituality beyond the box. Hey guys, welcome back to Unboxing the Tarot. My name's Mel. My pronouns are she and they. And I'm Alyssa. My pronouns are she and her. And if you'd like to support the podcast, we are on Patreon at patreon.com slash unboxingtarot. And we have three different tiers. You can gain access to bonus episodes, early access to public episodes, as well as monthly tarot spreads, lunar cycle information, and a lot more fun, cool shit. And yeah, if you also want to send us a email, you can do so by sending us an email to unboxingthetarot at gmail.com, all one word. We'd love to hear any topic suggestions or just things going on in your guys' life, how you enjoy the podcast, all that good good stuff. Um, and yeah, if you want to support us for free, you can just give us a little five-star rating and nothing less, please. And yeah, welcome back. We have a bit of a big episode today. Lots of big energy out there. I feel like we're going to get a little fired up. Um, We're going to talk a little bit about Roe v. Wade. And if you guys don't already know about that, um, that's basically what's going on in states right now, that a draft of one of the bills was leaked that a bunch of the states in the states are going to lose access to abortion care. It's going to become criminalized. It's actually fucking disgusting. We're going to talk a little bit about that. And then we're also going to talk a bit about spiritual capitalism um tarot readers doing some mcdonald's fucking promo shit apparently and um yeah just like a little bit of a hellfire episode but to start off with some bit of lighter energy something that's weird i've been noticing is that so i'm celtic and i really follow the lunar cycles in a year according to celtic astrology and today which technically for you guys it's like kind of not the today because we record ahead of time (laughs) (laughs) but it's um friday may 13th for us right now which is the beginning of the hawthorne lunar cycle which is my birth tree it is my birthday on tuesday which is when this is coming out so please wish me a happy birthday so i feel a bit of external validation but um yeah you know what the taurus (laughs) (laughs) also taurus and yeah so something weird i've been noticing so basically how the celtic like lunar cycles kind of work which is really cool, at least for me being in Canada, Canada is like, I'm in a pretty similar climate, like seasonal, that like situation that is very similar to Celtic um, astrology, because basically how the Celtic astrology works is like, you know, it'd be like May 13th is the beginning of the Hawthorne cycle, but the dates kind of range. Usually it was more based on like when those first blooms would show. So uh, rather being strict May 13th, it was kind of like the Hawthorne lunar cycle begins when the first Hawthorne tree blooms. And mm. this is like, I noticed because this, we just ended the willow cycle. And when the willow cycle was beginning, it usually I can kind of sense that cusp of energy like a week ahead of time before the beginning of the next lunar cycle because I was like, oh, I'm starting to see the willows start to bloom. But what's super weird is last year at this time, the first Hawthorne bloomed like, yeah, a week ahead of time usually, which is like kind of usual. But this year, I feel like after this, like after the willow lunar cycle began, that was pretty on track, but there's no Hawthorne blooms yet. And it's been very cold and like, hot and cold where I am in BC lately and it just kind of feels like almost like this like spring delay because to me Hawthorne is like the signal of really officially like the kickoff of spring versus like Willow is more focused on like a bit more of like 
the emotional period versus like the spring energy, like that light energy. And it just feels like there's a delay. It's just very weird. I was feeling that too. Like here in Calgary, like we haven't gotten a lot of rain. We actually got like snow last week and Mm -hmm. like the lawns are still brown. Like there's some buds on the trees now, but it does feel like by this time, usually around this time, like, Mm -hmm. you know, mid-May, it's like full on Mm -hmm. summer or spring, you know? Yeah. Yeah. 100%. And it just goes to show how, like, even the yearly cycles and seasons are never, like, specific to, like, a day. It's more kind of like Mother Nature's going to show us. And it's really going to be interesting with things like global warming and just these influxes and changes in weather from hot to cold and stuff like that. It's going to be interesting to see, like, how, like, just everything shifts, like, seasons. Like, it's going to become more ambiguous i feel like it's yeah like literally not (laughs) consistent but yeah um i read that the reservoirs in california for water are the Mm -hmm. lowest that they've ever been yeah which is like kind of scary like i just think wildfires i think summer i'm fast forwarding i'm fast forwarding to bc in the summer like don't want it to be wildfires no i'm hoping this year last year was really rough for wildfires but i'm hoping this year is a lot better um Mm -hmm. but we'll see but i definitely wanted to kind of say that if you're kind of feeling like almost this delay of energy like this kind of like you almost are in spring mode where and when i say spring i don't just mean externally i mean like internally where we feel like we want to get stuff done there's like that spring cleaning there's the like things starting to blossom in your life like those like you're starting to see the things that you've set intentions with start to blossom if you're feeling a delay and you're like kind of starting to be get impatient like just kind of give it a little bit more time because like nature is literally showing us that it's like kind of teasing us with a little bit it'll be like warm and then it's like i'm just kidding and it's like the blossoms aren't quite there yet so yeah just kind but of it's want still to- right on time uh-huh 100 yeah. yeah it is on time it is mm. according to when things bloom but that's why like i just don't think there's like especially for like these like for celtic lunar cycles and stuff like that it isn't so strict in terms of like oh it's right when the first moon cycle begins it's like looking at the moon and nature it's very astrological and grounded in the earth which i really really appreciate but yeah and if you guys are ever interested in learning more about celtic lunar cycles and stuff i usually share a lot on my instagram um, which you can find in the notes here. It's your dot nature dot within. I also do like courses and stuff like that, and they're usually all by donation. So, yeah, that's for the people who are interested in this nerdy tree moon shit. <laughs> but yeah, going into the darker depths of kind of the conversation, and you know, I asked Alyssa ahead of time. I was like, should we talk about this? Because it feels like obviously a really important issue. But I am was like, you know, no matter how small or bigger platform is, like, I feel like we, we need to talk about it. And we haven't prepared anything on it. So by no means is this going to be like a strictly factual conversation. It's more going to be our kind of opinions. Um, and yeah, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts about it. And like, yeah, just getting really fucking fired up because to be honest, it's bullshit. I was, I was like talking <laughs> with my partner in the shower this morning. I was like, it's like... It's just very, it's very sad and it's very disheartening. And I think a lot of people think like when they hear about feminism and women's equal rights, they're like, oh, women are so free. They're just as free as men nowadays. It's like, because all the shit we have to deal with is like behind closed doors. It's like 
the lack of like reproductive care, like abortion, um, accessibility, even within Canada, where we are supposed to have free health care, most abortions aren't free. Um, most actually like places, they will charge you um, like a service fee because it's like, it's called like a therapy fee or something like that. And there's only like, I think in Ontario, there's only like one free abortion center that's like actually completely free, which is mm-hmm. insane. Um, and it's like not even about it's literally is about like controlling women and their bodies. Like no person should ever be told like what they have to do like with their bodies, especially in regards to like bringing a child into the world. Like that has nothing to do with your community or community care. Like this fuck the vaccine conversation. That's a whole other thing. Like that is a completely other entity forcing someone to like carry something for months on end and put their bodies through physical, emotional, mental stress like it's just like it's not sustainable and like what about after that kid comes in the world like you don't care about the life of that child because like other you know what I mean it's like it you don't care about the life that's here that's not pro-life that's pro thing that doesn't exist yet and I care more about that than the person in front of me and it, there's just so many ways I want to fucking go with this conversation but when, when you like, asked, like should we talk about it I was like well like I don't really have anything to really say except for oh yeah 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 (laughs) like I just I get so fired up I get so angry I feel like I Mm -hmm. don't have like a like um a calm grounded perspective I just Mm -hmm. go immediately to the emotion because Mm -hmm. you talk about the vaccine thing like to me I was feeling this way about the vaccine like yeah I believe that people should be vaccinated but I believe that ultimately people should also have a choice and they should also be able to educate themselves and make a choice for themselves. Like that's mm-hmm. my my opinion. Like I don't I don't care if anybody yeah. agrees with me. But yeah. I was thinking like in terms of like if someone was to say like that I couldn't get an abortion or I had to, you know, get a hysterectomy or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like it's the same thing. Like the choice is being taken away. And to me, I was like, if they start with like the vaccine shit, like <laughs> it's only going to trickle into other things, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, those kind of, like, it's a, di- it's a very different subject. I understand that vaccines are very different than reproductive rights, but 100%. they kind of go, it goes, it's in a similar vein of, like, the choice. It ultimately comes down to choice, and I don't want any, like, white man, white old white man, like, it's basically the patriarchy. <laughs> like, I don't yeah. want an old white man telling me what I can do with my body yeah yeah I think all in all at least where I'm at maybe we have a bit different like views on this is like I'm just like we're like I've been seeing people posting about the vaccine and comparing this and I just don't even want to fucking entertain that like it's not this is not the same thing you are literally like (laughs) a two-second vaccine is like I can't even get into this like it's let's just focus on the like abortion side of this because we don't need any more of the like comparisons because it's not the fucking same it's not and the same. it's not the same at all. And it's just, it's actually disgusting. Like how like little thought there is to this like bigger scheme of like being a mother or like someone's like literally what they have to go through, like within their body, what they have to go through mentally and spiritually. Like for me and myself, like I just, I, I just don't like I'm not at a point that I want kids and I also like this might be TMI but I can't be on birth control I've been on it in the past and doctors have taken me off even though I've tried different types because it literally made me 
want to unalive myself. And they were like, there's something reacting in your body that is, this isn't normal and you can't be on it. So I use other contraceptive methods. However, God fucking forbid something happens. I just, I also hate all this talk where it's like, oh, well, like, what about just the people who like have been like sexually assaulted or whatever? It's like, if, if a woman just doesn't want a kid, that's justifiable that's enough that's to it. not. Period. That's it. That's it. Like Period. literally like. If you don't want a kid. <laughs> fucking. That's it. It's like I posted on my Instagram. Yeah. If men could get pregnant, there would be. You could get an abortion at a fucking ATM. And yeah. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Especially with vasectomies. Like go get a fucking mm-hmm. vasectomy. Every man yeah. should get a vasectomy then if you want to try to fucking regulate abortion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. it's And it's just such a like rough slope because obviously – um, this bill affects marginalized people, people of color so much more because, you know, people who are more privileged, they can go to other states, they can travel, et cetera. It still is harder, but it obviously inherently is like there is systemic racism within it. There are so many problems that and it doesn't actually stop abortions it stops safe abortions so they they literally don't care about it this is inherently like harming women it's killing women it's just it's disgusting it's a it's a really shitty subject we're not going to talk too much about it because i know (laughs) (laughs) i know i i I feel bad because this is like it, it's a heavy topic. I I listen to I highly recommend listening to the Ben Chopia episode. Uh, it's called "We Live in Hell" because they t- they talked with an OBGYN um in more depth and it was way more research, um and factual. So this is just kind of like my rant of opinion. But we like it, all in all, I think, but without getting into all the like you know how this isn't as simple as like just have a like pro life or what. It's like it's not pro life. It's literally pro like pro, pro church fucking state yeah, literally pro state oh yeah. yeah we need to keep the church and the state separate this is this is why there's yeah. regulate this is why this is why they're yeah. separate <laughs> yeah yeah this is why they're it, separate 100 percent. my partner said that exact same thing this morning but anyways all in all like we obviously are fired up about it there's so many things we can get into in regards to community care like um how adoption systems and foster sim- systems harm um, children, um, PTSD within women who um, have unwanted pregnancies or et cetera, like have to give up their children. There's so many problems. There's not accessible childcare. There's like literally tens of thousands of fucking th- ways this echoes out. And I think <laughs> at the end of the day, like we could try and cram it all into this episode, but I think people have been doing, I'd rather point you guys in the direction of an episode where people can keep their lid on a little bit better than me. And um, they did their research and, you know, planned it all out. But at the end of the day, this is why I know no one wants to feel like this is an individual's like responsibility. But at the end of the day, we really need to just point to like, you know, voting and talking about this, getting your male friends to fucking talk about this. Like Mm -hmm. literally I've seen like no men posting about this. It's really fucking disheartening. And I'm like, you're on social media every day, but and you're posting about like sports and like, you know, whatever. But it's just like, it just goes to show like people don't care about women's rights a lot that's a blanket statement but like a lot of people don't care about women's rights in the sense that they think that there's an issue nowadays because it just a lot of it's behind closed doors and they don't really care they're like oh so what if like a woman has to get abortion i don't have to see that like it's never in the public eye so it's like they want whatever keeps the peace and they want to see a bunch of women being godly wives with their babies and that's all they really care about um what was I posted something on Instagram? It was like I really I read it and I really resonated with it. It's like no. um 
maybe you don't hear about abortions because you're just someone that women don't trust with their secrets. I was like, holy fucking shit. I know yeah. so many people. Like, and mm-hmm. it's it's not as uncommon as people think. And 100%. Especially as it relates to, like, medically, like, medical terminations. Like, if you mm-hmm. have a very unsafe pregnancy, say, like, an ectopic pregnancy, and an abortion means life or death, like, you, you yeah. can't get a medic, even, like, you die. Yeah. Like, yeah. Something or you go that, to some another state where it's legal, like yeah, a hundred percent, and yeah, it that I there's a lot that I want to echo that's from that episode, but I'm not gonna bother because I'm just gonna point you guys towards it. But I think I was the one who posted being like, if you don't know a lot of people in your life that have had abortion, it's not that you're privileged or above anyone else. It's literally that maybe you're just not someone that people trust with like these intimate of details, or there's some level of like unsafety, or and like a hundred percent that's so true. Like I like literally know countless people who have had abortions mm-hmm. like countless because you know i have a lot of these deeper conversations in life especially as a queer woman i talk about like a lot of like you know like uncomfortable shit i talk about queerness and how that's affected me in life and just like being a woman etc so it's like inherently we have a lot of these conversations and i think men it's like obviously they don't really have to and it's not like their girlfriends are being like talking to them about it like you know what I mean but the other thing I thought was interesting before we kind of close this portion up is that um, especially for people who lean to left in terms of like kind of their beliefs or ideals how there is this like almost like shame around saying that Um, Like, for some people who have abortions, like, it's nothing, like, it's not a big deal to them and, like, they can kind of move forward and it's not a traumatizing event. For a lot of people, and, like, for some people who have abortions, it is a traumatizing event, but they also don't regret it. And it can be that nuance. Like, you can both, I think, like, especially, like you know what I mean? It's like there's this thing where it's, like, people feel almost, like, shamed, especially, like, left-leaning people, people who are pro-choice to be, like, you know, for example, that person maybe is like, I had an abortion and it was really, you know, traumatizing because my body went through physical symptoms or like, or maybe it's because like just the potential of it was like a, a freaky process. But at the same time, like, I don't regret it. And that was the perfect move for me. And I know that, but it, it can be that nuance and no one wants to say yeah, that. It's like, you don't have to like abortions. Like, I don't yeah. like abortions. Yeah. Like, 100%. you know what I mean? But it's like what we said in the very beginning. It's like the choice to have one should be mine. Yeah. Period. Yeah, period. literally, hundred percent. If it. you don't want one, don't That's get it. one. Period. You don't want one, don't get one. That's if you don't it. believe in get not getting abortion, don't get one. I think there was yeah. a, like this newscaster said some good speech about that, and it was really good. But anyways, <laughs> um, all we have to say about that to tie that you up don't is, want one, yeah. don't get one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And vote, post about yeah. this, bring these issues to light. If you live in Canada, like us. These things can affect us and they, like trickle. it could happen here. And mm-hmm. I think if you're blessed enough to have never like had to go through the abortion process, it like it sucks. Like I've talked to a lot of people about it. It isn't very accessible, even in Canada where it's supposed to be free. And yeah, we just need to talk about it and do what we can to make sure this shit like I don't know. I want to be like it never happens, but it is happening. It fucking sucks. But we live in dystopian. we live in hell. <laughs> hell. <laughs> like look outside. Yeah, Fuck. yeah. Um, <laughs> speaking of all the fun things in the world, I would love to talk about like our main topic of this episode, but about spiritual capitalism. <laughs> no, next to this, I'm just like yeah. I don't even like it's not I feel even bad, comparable. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, even, yeah. I feel like this is the episode for people. It's like 
like I was talking about the, about this with Kendall, who we had on the podcast in the past, like how she's really she was talking to me about like really embracing like these shadow aspects of ourselves and like i was mm-hmm. like 100 like these are like the darker parts of the world we can't just be love and light like peace out like okay. just sell the like nice shit it's like you gotta we need to talk about all these things it's all about a part of like okay. like these communities that affect us like it, it, we have to otherwise it's just like complete denial you can't just be like i just don't see it it's not the vibes today you know what i mean this is so crazy that you talk about this all right so i had a reading a natal reading with daniel of know thyself podcast and it was like mm-hmm. he went through my natal chart it was amazing like totally recommend um but we were talking about leaning more and me learning more about the father archetype and that sun energy of like divine like life of consciousness of this experience of this five sense reality right and he had this amazing metaphor of like you can't look directly at the sun or you will literally go blind so when you think mm-hmm. about looking at consciousness and looking at life you can't look directly at it you have mm-hmm. to look at the moon which is the reflection of the sun's light onto the luminary so the moon represents our shadow right so in learning about our shadow and learning about that cyclical kind of energy and the reflection of things that we see out out here we learn in turn about consciousness and about the sun but we can't look directly at it yeah yeah and that just is like literally this episode (laughs) like don't look directly at the sun (laughs) yeah 100 percent. just like we have to like look at the other parts of like life that need to be like addressed and like that need activism within it because that's what unites us and like brings collective consciousness it's not ignoring the issues it's like you gotta face the issues and learn how we can like you know it there's a book that I read part of and I really want to finish it um but I had to return to the library but it's called pleasure activism mm-hmm. um I'd have to look up who it's by but I'll link in the show notes if anything and it really does like talk a little bit about like kind of just how we can create activism from a place of like pleasure and enjoyment in a way that like doesn't burn us out. Um, mm-hmm. And that's by Adrienne Marie Brown and it's pleasure activism, the po- politics of feeling good if anyone's interested in reading it or looking into it. And I had a friend that really that recommended it to me and yeah, I just a hundred percent, we can't just like avoid these things. So with that being said, can you let me know about this terror reader and McDonald's yeah. and what all that jazz? Yeah. So I came across this on on Instagram. I think someone reposted it. And it was a well-known TikTok tarot reader um, talking about like, doing a sponsored reel. It was literally hashtag ad um, to sharing about McDonald's offering free food if you buy like a fucking coke or something and you get a free mcdouble and it was like just in time for mercury retrograde and what and and then they said that they were doing sponsoring like partnering with mcdonald's and doing um a sponsored tarot reading like a a live or whatever on tiktok (laughs) i don't know however the fuck it works but they were what yeah they were saying like come on to live at this time and join me and mcdonald's and we'll tell you your fate or whatever okay Hold up. <laughs> Hold on. Before we even get into the spiritual capitalism thing, from me and my little marketing brain is kind of like, how the fuck is this a relevant audience? Like, to be 
Like, are you, I think maybe in a sense, McDonald's is looking at A&W and being like, oh, look, they're like a is making the plant-based burger for all these like hippie dippies who are plant-based and whatever. We need something within this like wellness community to target them. Like, that's just so like weird to me. So that's exactly where my mind went to Mel, because I was sitting, I was sitting here thinking like who was in that fucking boardroom at McDonald's and thought, hmm. You know, the kids really like Mercury Retrograde and the kids are talking about planets. So why don't we, why don't we talk about planets too? Or like, you know what I mean? It's who was in that meeting that, that actually decided to seek out this TikTok person, right? Specifically and reach out to them and say, Hey, like, do you want to do an ad or whatever? Like, what? And that's like, you're targeting an audience of people within that like tarot kind of community that are like trying to like better their life. And in a sense, it feels very like kind of, it literally is disgusting. It's like such an Mm -hmm. oxymoron. It's like, I'm trying to convince the McDonald's community that you're like within self-care, like, you know, no shame for people who eat at McDonald's. Like I'm not trying to shame you. I'm saying the concept of like promoting like, this very big fast food chain that's responsible for a lot of unethical shit and also just like inherently is not the healthiest thing but it's targeting an audience that has a vulnerable sector of people like looking to better their lives it just feels like kind Mm -hmm. of like it's like you're starting to blur the lines of reality being like oh mcdonald's is healthy and it's like kind of feels very weird um do you mind if i pull some well you can go ahead i was gonna say i was gonna pull some quotes that i i did a lot of research so i pulled from like excited yeah yeah what what you came up with i was just thinking like when i initially i didn't go to the reel right away i was like too like shocked immediately and then i i wrote about it i got fired up about it i made a reel about it And then I went to that page and actually read the comments. And at the time, Mm -hmm. there weren't that many. And I was kind of surprised that there weren't that many. Um, And I was expecting, like, some controversy in the comments, right? I was expecting people to be like, what the fuck is this, right? But it was was entirely people, like, it was like, leave your name and 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 your sign in the comments and I'll choose you for a reading and you can know your fate or whatever. And the comments were like, Mel, Taurus, Alyssa, Scorpio, like oh my god! And some people were like, "Yeah, girl, get that McDonald's money." And like, okay, like, all right, if you want to go yeah. down that, if you want to go down that road, like, oh uh, yeah. And this I mean, is so, you go, but like, yeah, this is so tricky because a lot of what this podcast is and a lot of our experience within this wellness community is how we balance both being simultaneously a part of it, but also poking fun and like calling mm-hmm. out the shit that's kind of questionable. And it's like a hundred percent, like, like it's tricky when, you know, I don't know this TikTok reader and I'm not like sitting here judging them being like bad. No, but it's kind of like, you know, at the same time, it's like McDonald's is like inherently like has so much wiggle room in regards to like their finances and you know maybe this tiktok reader who took this deal doesn't so inherently it's like well i'm kind of a slave to capitalism i don't have that much choice and if they're offering me a low like large sum of money like in a sense that's like a survival thing for mcdonald's it's not a survival thing like Mm -hmm. i think in a sense it's almost like more unethical for mcdonald's to be approaching this like small tiktoker and being like hey you know how you care about making people's lives better well you should ingrain that like huge subliminal message you've been putting all this work and effort to it within your small business but throw mcdonald's in there 
and start confusing the fuck out of them and make and ingraining that in their mind. It's just like, um, you know, and I'm, this is a nuanced conversation. I'm not blaming, like, you know, I'm not saying the, the tarot readers in the perfect position either. Like I just, you know, I'm not in their shoes. I mean, if I got offered a large sum of money from McDonald's, I'd be like, mm, like, that's kind of nice. But at the same time, it's like, how like the whole thing with spirituality is kind of this like moral like self-development like where we're going with our lives like this ultimate thing and to like kind of cave into the corporate piece of shit it's <laughs> like large sum of money is kind of yeah. rough um yeah so- i mean you don't know the the dollar amount but mm-hmm. either way like i no feel like that action Mm-hmm. their action made a mockery out mm-hmm. of out of that out of the practice right out 100 you know it makes it cheap it cheapens it and 100%. to me like I even have a hard time like declaring an amount for my readings because I believe that yeah the spiritual energy and exchange should be mm-hmm. free like it's really yeah, hard for accessible. me like accessible Same. but like I just wonder, like, what went through their heads to say yes, and if they even thought about it, or if it was like, I'm, I Money. don't know, not them, but like, yeah, I would have a hard time. Yeah, like, I don't know. To, to be- me, it's just a little bit more important. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I would put, <laughs> so I would put it this way: uh, as someone who sometimes gets readings from pers- people. I don't think I would want a reading from this person. And and that's not to say, like, I've now deemed them as unacceptable. It's like, but wh- who I trust with my readings is, like, obviously not very gonna important to me. Not going to make deals with McDonald's? <laughs> like, I don't know. It's just, like, it's not, like, it just, there's something in that that feels inherently like you're going the wrong way. It kind of feels like, yeah. I, it's like, I kind of picture, I think this is something I struggle with, too, where, like, how do I... Uh, like, you know, how do I be anti-capitalist as someone who inherently has to participate in capitalism and totally like with my readings and my courses, it's mm-hmm. like, I feel icky when I'm kind of doing marketing or talking about it because I'm you like, need to survive. But at the same time, like, I think there's a way to do it fairly. It's not like I'm yeah. sitting here being like, hey, here's this recorded workshop I've done. It took me an hour to produce and now I'm going to sell it to everyone for like a thousand dollars. Like that's mm-hmm. fucked up to me. Like, it's just, there's a way to value your time and energy and like, kind of feed into the costs and stuff like that and like do it in an ethical way I also always say to people like if financials are a barrier you can message me and we'll work something out you like I'll do it for free but like for the people who are in a position to compensate me I'm putting trust in you as the consumer as well and I think that's kind of like a bit of a healthier relationship but 100% like I think sometimes I'm always like I'm the root of capitalism because I'm charging (laughs) for readings and stuff and I think sometimes with a balance there's a hundred percent yeah. a balance. Like I yeah. think I, I've been thinking about this lately because I just left like one of my marketing jobs and I was like, I feel like inherently I always want to jump to like the next job because I think there's something in me that's like, oh, if I'm working for someone else, they're kind of the capitalist problem. But when I have my own business, I kind of feel more guilty about it because I'm like, now I'm the problem. But mm-hmm. it it's like, it that's not how it works. That's my own thing. I'm kind of like working through, but- Yeah, I also had a quote that I want to share for you Mm -hmm. because I read literally like four different articles, one like term paper by a PhD student. I kind of went all out. I felt like I was in university again. It was really fun. I got to use my university um, 
degree of like learning how to <laughs> kind of like find in textbook things but it was very interesting there was some shit that was like this is a lot for me but I pulled this quote which I think is a good place to start off with um and just kind of the the article or the this was I think the PhD paper that I have this quote from it's called spiritual capitalism an oxymoron by Shalab Ol Hawk I'm probably mispronouncing that but I can put everything in show notes but mm-hmm. This is the quote. It says, this assumption about human nature implies that owners of the means of productions are not expected to create products and hire laborers for the social good, but rather as the means of creating profit and accumulating further further capital of -hmm. their own Mm self-interest. But laborers, too, act in their own self-interest, selling their time, energy, and skills, not for the social good, but instead for the highest possible wage, which is kind of what this reminded me of is like you're in this profession in a sense or like you got into probably tarot readings that this TikToker or whatever um, and like spiritual stuff for your own self-development to help other people along their path and then like you're kind of doing it like when the McDonald's things happens that's where this quote comes in where I'm like this is no longer about the social good which was your initial passion and fire behind this now mm-hmm. it's like whatever's the highest possible wage that's what I'm selling myself to this is now fully a business and fully commodified capitalist selling yourself to the devil (laughs) yeah yeah 100 i i read a quote a while ago that was like based on like our current events in this world like it's very clear that capitalism gives zero fucks about our future like Mm -hmm. there's there i don't care about climate change or social justice or anything like that like that is not on the radar it's complete like greed and gain on on like corporations Mm-hmm. side right uh, it's funny because that reminds me of like i remember years ago um the only time i really go to like fast fashion stores is to like get like bathing suits because shit's mm-hmm. expensive your mm-hmm. girl's broke if i could afford more there's systemic shit within fast fashion i could do a whole other episode about uh, mm-hmm. before y'all come for me but i was i remember it was in Ardeen a long time ago and i remember hearing like over the pa system like various times in the store being like um we care about the environment. We want to protect the environment. Mm. And that's why we're selling water bottles. We're selling water bottles. Mm. Like, I just can't even get into how you are like fast fashion, I think is the number one um, polluter in mm-hmm. like terms of like the like shit period in the world. Like that's yeah. even with like gas, um, like factory farming shit like that. I like think I furniture sure is pretty high too. Yeah, I think it's like, uh, yeah, it might be within that realm because it's like, oh, like it's actually insane because mm-hmm. there's just so much waste and it's so much like product trends. There's no regard for what the materials are made out of. Things get broken easier. There's no longevity. There's so many issues within it, but it just was like so green washed, like being like, we care about the environment because mm-hmm. we're selling a plastic water bottle that we bought for literally two cents for to you for five dollars and we're making a profit on it and we you, then you don't have to use plastic and it's like all your clothing is plastic <laughs> like it's all microplastics and shit it's insane um yeah. but i also wanted to like within this kind of talk about uh, i was kind of interested to hear of like what you think about i guess being sold something in regards to like spirituality as like a brand like mm-hmm. you, we see this with like you know in this sense it's like you know we see this with like the cog and water MLM scams and like mm-hmm. even with some like yo like yoga clothes and like there's mm-hmm. I know it's not within the realm but I think about like Gymshark and how that's like 
you're being sold a lifestyle at that point. And the same thing with like spirituality. It's like you're being sold the lifestyle of like, you know, being in a hippie commune and moving to the mountains or like, like, you know what I mean? You're being sold like kind of like the lifestyle Mm -hmm. in a sense. And that's where I think that's also why this McDonald's thing is like, I think it's not so simple to be like, just take the money. I think it's also like, what are you selling? Like, what is the like brand you're selling? You're selling like this, like, being becoming a better person more self-aware but you're also selling like mcdonald's as a corporation like it just feels like the only you wouldn't my rule of thumb is like if you wouldn't sponsor mcdonald's without any money you should probably shouldn't be doing it anyways like (laughs) i will amplify my friends small businesses because i believe in them for free and if i got paid to do so that'd be a fucking bonus but this is not a bonus this is just like the money you know what i mean yeah it really it perplexed me it it put a lot of things into perspective like i was thinking about my journey and how Back in the day, like in high school, when I would tell people that I read tarot, I would get funny looks. People would think I was weird. And mm-hmm. I think it just comes with that like um, expansion and people and people accepting spirituality in like everyday kind of things. Like, mm-hmm. I know I've said a bunch of times at my job lately, like, oh, Mercury retrograde, like our computers went down. Mercury retrograde. They're like, oh, yeah, Mercury. Ha, ha. Like they, they're like, yeah, it is Mercury retrograde where maybe like 10, 15 years ago, I would have like people been like what the fuck are you talking about you know what I mean yeah so I think it's like a blessing and a curse I think that like the branding of spirituality is like it was inevitable I think as it grows with popularity like we we talked about before in the pod my cat's gonna jump on the microphone (laughs) um we we talked about before like is it unethical to buy rose quartz at winners Mm-hmm. yeah yep <laughs> you know yeah but I I was thinking about it contemplating it and I think that it's necessary for us to get kind of lost as a collective within the spirituality and capitalism kind of conversation mm-hmm. and I I'm hoping that it becoming muddled up with capitalism will help us kind of come back to ourselves and realize what really matters you know, that's my yeah. hope is that no, that's so great. It's that's necessary. Great. And then we're going to be like, holy fuck, like this is so not twisted right. Like it's twisted. twisted. Yeah. Like what is, yeah. what is actually real? It's, yeah, it's a, that's my. It's, yeah. It's a very modern problem. It's a very modern evolution of like spirituality. I think spirituality, a hundred percent. I can see where you're saying it's like spirituality has made such like, um, it has crossed the world and started becoming normalized mm-hmm. and people know there's this deeper sense of life, but within that capitalism, that's the oxymoron literally in the title. It's like, it just kind of like gets like morphed into it. It's like, Oh, this is the next trendy thing is being mm-hmm. spiritual. Yeah. They're trying and to monitor trends. Exactly. A hundred percent. And that's where I'm like, this is the, the marketing. It's just like, it is really messed up. Um, I'm kind of debating which quote to read next. I have, um, like I mentioned, I read a couple of different things, but Mm -hmm. I feel like these are kind of all like interrelated. So Mm -hmm. I think I'll just jump into my next quote and then kind of go from there. But billions of dollars are, oh, so this is from the rise of spiritual capitalism from Big Think. I think it's more of like an independent writing. So it's more like kind of insights versus like a, you know, term paper, but Mm -hmm. billions of dollars are spent where spirituality meets narcissism in a culture which people are more concerned with being brands and humans, such as an Oxus cocktail was inevitable, kind of like you're saying. Mm -hmm. We're living in our own own island of island of misfit. We're living in our own island of misfit toys. We know Mel is going to stutter at some point. 
If you tell everyone they're broken, they're bu- they'll buy into it. As a solution to these Insta celebrities, the easy to op- easy to digest solutions to life's pressing problems, the universe loves you, and they can be humble too. Sure, but these le- leggings might not fix you, but at least you'll look good trying. And I felt like that was like a. Ooh. I was like, literally, that's where I was like, this is an independent <laughs> oh, writing. This damn. is not like a research thing. I was like, it was just mm-hmm. written in a way where it was like, it everyone's broken and let me sell you how to fix you in a very easy carousel on Instagram or like whatever. Mm-hmm. And I think it's like, if we're going to be in spiritual teachings and stuff like that, if we're going to talk about the love and light aspects, we do have to acknowledge the shadow. We've talked, this is kind of the theme of the the episode and like we have to offer the nuance like just how Mm -hmm. like we just I think we just always hate to integrate the nuance because we're afraid that if we're trying to make a point let's say on the left then the right starts being like haha see I was right and it's like no we like you can kind of and you also can start empathizing with kind of both sides and like how it gets contorted and stuff like that but in this sense it just feels very like um, yeah, it's almost like I can buy a way to feel better. And definitely with what you said with the crystals, like I think about like when people are like, well, why is it unethical to get a crystal from winners and stuff? It's unethical to get crystals from a lot of different places. Um, asking people where they buy their crystals from, like ethical mining. These are usually done in third world countries in places where mining is very dangerous. There's a lot of gangs. Um, there's violence. There's so many things, which I actually didn't know about for years. And a hundred percent, it's this idea of like you buy these pair of leggings or you buy this crystal and everything's fixed versus like well if we're gonna be conscious humans doing spirituality in a conscious way we can't just be like well you know i'm i was good enough to even think about buying a crystal for my own personal good i'm not gonna look into where that came from like we have to ask these kind of bigger questions and like the origins we can't just be like well i'm morally great and i can excuse myself from like buying this like kind of shitty um like thing that has like really bad roots it's like if we're buying a spiritual thing it's like that can be i guess okay but you have to have like good origins from that like is the person who's running this course like offering accessibility or like you know accommodations to people where did this crystal come from do the people selling these crystals care what the crystals come from or do they just want to make the most bang for their buck you know what i mean it's Mm -hmm. like these are all the big questions we have to kind of ask ourselves if we are gonna consider ourselves in this like spiritual community i would say so much yes like (laughs) out of that quote that you said um what like what really stood out was like you're broken everyone's broken we're in this misfit toy yeah can you repeat like the island of misfit toys Yeah, yeah 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 It sort of reminds me of like Instagram healers and coaches and gurus and and it's sort of like they're they're promising this healing, but I don't know. I've I've been doing my own kind of education and research around this problematic environment that is Instagram these days mm-hmm. when it comes to like wellness coaches and like when you talk about trusting people it's like you don't have to be accredited anywhere you don't have to have any formal education you can just be a coach and I think Mm -hmm. that the people that are kind of in that realm don't even realize how much harm they're causing because Mm -hmm. they just want to help people but it's like there comes a point where like formal education and like you know I hate to say it but like like literally formal education like do you have a degree do you have a course do you have Mm -hmm. like if you're working with people in that way like do you like, mm-hmm. you know, are you equipped to handle people or are you just like 100%. fucking them up? Are you fucking them up more? 
Yeah, 100%. And I talked about this with a friend who's um, like a psychologist counselor. And that's like one of her biggest like pet peeves is seeing like this term of coaches, which is basically like a self-identified therapist who never went to school. And it's tricky because there is obviously systemic and like financial abilities to being able to go to school, get an education, Mm -hmm. et cetera. And people want to help people and they want – I feel like it's almost like why can't we as community members just help people and, you know, have – it doesn't have to be a business. Right. Like we can just help people for the fucking sake of it. And yeah. yeah, it'd be nice to turn it into a business and make money helping people. But inherently you're actually are doing that in your own self-interest because you're like, I want to help people. That's all I care about. I don't care about being trained properly. Like for example, yeah. like if someone's coming to you, let's say you're a coach and someone has trauma and they come to you and you're not a trauma specialist. Mm-hmm. And you can actually do more harm than good for sure because Absolutely. you don't understand how the nervous system works. You're not trained. There's a very complex thing and you can actually like harm someone. It's just like the same thing that happens with cults and religion is like good intentions, but it's like self like it's really based out of self-interest. It's like I want to convert people into believing in what I believe in or I want to help people feel better about themselves because that's what makes me feel good. Mm -hmm. It's like really asking yourself, well, why are you actually doing this? And I think there's ways of like, for example, like, you know, I do my like tree course and stuff like that. I didn't go to school through biology and stuff like that, but it's because I'm doing a tree course on Celtic astrology. Like you don't need a degree for that. You know what I mean? But I'm not sitting here being like, hi, I went to trauma counseling once. So thus I'm now a trauma coach. Like I get ads on my Instagram to be a life coach for $7. Oh, like so. Anyway, so I've been following this uh, account on Instagrams called "Why Don't Why Don't You Say Something," and uh, I think her name's Eva or Eva. Um, she talks a lot about the dark side of coaching. She was once a coach herself. She's kind of come out of that realm, has seen the light, and is calling out the coaching community. And mm-hmm. I want to point you in her direction because she is doing very important work and. It's like people that are uneducated, that do not know how to work with trauma, don't know how to work with people, have never done any kind of coaching training in their lives, are charging multiple thousands of dollars for courses, and then the people that sign up are not seeing the success, business coaching, et cetera, and then they blame the people that they didn't work hard enough. It's screaming MLM, and I feel like there's going to be a big expose coming incoming Mm -hmm. on this industry i think it's gonna blow up in front of everyone's fucking face and just gonna be the next it's gonna be the next netflix documentary it's It's like instead of the tinder or whatever yeah instead of the tinder swindler it's gonna be like the instagram terror literally like and she's talks she's talking about the stories people are sharing their anonymous stories about you know dropping seventy thousand dollars literally going into credit card debt and then showing on the instagram that they're living this life of luxury Mm-hmm. their marriage oh is failing they're losing their jobs like everything is crumbling around them but they're showing this life of luxury yeah so <laughs> that, that, that first of all reminds me of um i'm gonna share a story i'm not gonna name names but i had okay before i even continue with this all the things we're talking about today 
like there's shit that we have literally participated in. I mean, I can't speak for you, but at least I have where Mm -hmm. it was borderline problematic. Like I'm pretty sure I used to do like life activation sessions where basically I would just talk with someone about life. And like, basically it was just about like how to motivate them. And, but it's like, well, why do I, I just don't think ethically that was a service that I, I only did once, but ethically a service I should ever do because. Same with me teaching yoga. Yeah. I feel the same way. Well, it's like I took one training of 200 hours. Like, am I actually equipped and educated enough to Yes, that's completely different. I I think it's different. No, I think no, I don't. No. Oh, really? No. Interesting. Why do you think no. that that doesn't qualify you? I think that there is so much more to yoga than 200 hours and like to put myself on like the pedestal of being a yoga teacher after that little amount when people train for like lifetimes in yoga and to teach yoga it's not just something that can be doled out over six months you know what I mean that is that's fair I do think like you know and maybe this is something we don't see eye to eye on and that's totally fine but I do think like in that sense everyone has to start from somewhere and I think I just have heard this a lot within like art stuff where it's like for example like I can't charge for like photography sessions or whatever because uh you know unless you've like done four years of schooling or like what qualifies you I know it's very different but in a sense I get what you mean because I think yoga is very sacred it's, it's also yeah yeah 100% it's also yeah. been like whitewashed there's all yeah. these elements so I'm not 100% educated I'm such on a this white lady I'm <laughs> like I'm such a white lady a hundred percent. But at the same time, like you at least did some initial training to yeah. get you started. Like these people, it's the people than you're Instagram saying, hundred percent. Like the people you're saying that, like, oh, there's people who've been doing oh. yoga for like their whole lives, and those are the people yeah. that teach. But they started in your position, so in that sense, yeah. I think that's completely, in my eyes, at least, just a little bit different because I think maybe that um, it's just because you know, they're, they're almost are these elders in the community that you respect. And you're like, I don't want to take away from them. But at the same time, those elders were once students, and they had to, you know, do that yoga training and kind of gain momentum. But it'd be different if you were like, I'm now a yoga instructor, after taking some yoga classes and never did any training, because you are assuming a responsibility, you have to know about the accessibility, like of different, you know, postures and stuff like that and be able to know the origins and not just be a white really lady doing all it. of that like mm-hmm. in 200 hours so that's what I yeah. like I think like definitely continuing educate like mm-hmm. continuing my education in yoga is very yeah. important not just like 200 hours done I'm a yeah. yoga teacher now here we go there's a lot to not, that but. yeah yeah I think maybe like teaching alongside of still being a student like that 100 percent makes. I'm sense a forever student <laughs> yeah exactly I am Same a forever here. student yeah yeah um but kind of going back to, I forget exactly what I was going to <laughs> Sorry, say. Sorry, interrupt you. But you were talking <laughs> no, about the life like, activation course. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, I was basically going to say, guys, like, just like, we're going to talk about things and it's, there's going to be things that trigger you. And this is coming from our own experience. Like, we're not sitting here being like, we've never done any of this and we're calling you guys out and you suck. Like, I know it's really easy to hear something, like, it's hard to hear some of these things and be like, well, maybe you're in an MLM or maybe you do this like coaching or whatever. And it's like, we're not saying this is a blanket statement, like whatever. It's like some, it's just about to ask yourself and check in with yourself and make sure you are doing things that do align with you and are morally like where you're at. Because if you know what I mean, it's like, yeah. we might have a difference of opinions. Like it, it happens. So I, just keep- sorry. I always <laughs> want to call myself out when I'm being problematic. I don't have a problem with that. Like, yeah. And I do, I yeah, it could be hard to hear these things. Like, it might make you question, like, oh, am I the drama? <laughs> like, <you know? laughs> 
in my the drama. But this is why I we're here. We want to like educate and we want to learn ourselves. Like you did a bunch of research. Like that's fucking awesome. And yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. I think yeah. it's just about being like gentle with yourself and knowing that like these questions might make you angry at times or like these realizations might make you upset with your times. And I think a big thing within that pleasure activism book I recommended was basically like we can't just. She said something like we can't. I can't remember actually if their pronouns are they, but I'll just say they said something like we can't just shut down in the eyes of like you know, the difficulties that we're trying to overcome with our activism. For example, like if there's a forest fire, it's easy for us to be like, well, this sucks. What can I do? And just shut down. And same thing with this is like, when you get called out on things, it's easy to just be like, I'm not a bad person or get offended and just shut down, but just be open to hearing it. No, there's nuance to this. This is not like Mm -hmm. a blanket statement that applies to everyone. There is like, you know, like I said, there's accessibility issues like finances oh there's so many factors in this it's just to check in with ourselves and make sure that we are doing things ethically and so that we don't fall for that shit as consumers so that's like we would love to hear from you too like mm -hmm. just if you're listening to this and you agree with us or you don't like we want to hear your side of the story too like 100 i'm open to yeah having a, a debate yeah, we're two a, a people talking a constructive yeah, conversation. Like, yeah, we're two people t- talking about our opinions at the other mm-hmm. day, and that's like what it is. We can't echo everyone else's opinions because we don't have them. Like, we're just it's a two, it's a podcast. But anyways, it's a podcast. <laughs> like, period. It's, a podcast. it's two. It's two of us talking, and unless we get like a third person or fourth person in there, it's like th- those voices won't be heard. So, like I said, it's just like you take the little nuggets, like you always say, and then you mm-hmm. apply Put them, them in how your you pocket. Will. Yeah, Put them in your pockets. So I'm going to read another quote um, Mm -hmm. was actually from the same article. I wrote two quotes from that article um, that I feel like is really going to hit home because we were kind of talking about like spiritual spirituality and like almost like in the culty side of things, but also Mm -hmm. just like buying into like this, like people being a brand or coaches. So this Mm -hmm. was very on brand for what you were just talking about. And it says um, corporations profited by selling the cult of the individual. No longer did you have to rebel against society while dressed like a slob anarchy gained an outfit. Our ancestors new freedom comes at a cost. We're taking that concept to a new level to witness the evolution of this ideology. Simply peek into the boutiques on Bedford Avenue and Aberkenny, which is basically saying like just peek into the boutiques of like you know these like really popular streets downtown Toronto or whatever, mm-hmm. or simply follow any number of quote unquote celebrity yogis, nutrition quote unquote coaches, or other lifestyle gurus on Instagram. Spirituality does indeed have a price, but no longer does it require silent retreats, self reflection, mm-hmm. or simply being a good person. It is for sale, and there are plenty of people Oof. willing to sell you their brand. Oof, I know. That's so good. Right? Yeah. It's like you don't have to actually live a spiritual life. Like when I talk about teaching yoga, I want to teach or I want to like not even teach yoga, but there's so much more to yoga than just the physical posture. Mm -hmm. And it's sort of like that's like the physical posture kind of reminds me of like that costume of yoga in terms of like, you know, buying the spiritual things. Like you can buy the Lulu leggings, you can buy the Nalgene bottle, you can fill your house with crystals or whatever Mm -hmm. and you can have this illusion of being spiritual like from the outside looking in but like there's there's when you take the costume off there's that deeper spiritual realization and understanding that you can't buy period (laughs) yeah a hundred (laughs) percent I was basically just gonna say that like you know what's really interesting is like 
um that'd be interested in doing maybe like a further episode to like really mm-hmm. explore this concept but like the connections between the rise in capitalism and the inaccessibility of a lot of basic necessities such as houses gas etc um in the correlation between that and the rise of spirituality because there mm. is there does seem to be a correlation between like especially religion and spirituality being way more popular among um people on like unwealthy neighborhoods and um underdeveloped or like third world countries because you kind of need something to believe in and that's not to say that that's like invalidating their experiences because i you know like i am a fairly um privileged person and i believe in spirituality and that's like justifiable enough but in a sense like when you are privileged you don't ask these bigger questions a lot of times Mm -hmm. it's more just kind of like superficial yeah we need something to believe in especially when we are not in the most privileged of positions and that's not to invalidate and say that like oh they're just spiritual they're just religious because they're like they need something to believe in it's like no it's like i actually think it's kind of the opposite where people in privileged positions don't ask these bigger questions because it's handed to them and they don't really need to like there's no need for adaption which we kind of talked about in the strength episode as our first Mm -hmm. episode ever Mm -hmm. is like how we like do inherently like kind of shift and ask these bigger questions when we go through something that kind of throws us off the rails and yeah with that kind of being said I have this I think that would be a really interesting episode to talk about and I think that would kind of be an expansion or like the 2.0 of our strength episode but I do want to read this quote from um it's called spiritual capitalism by Umar Hawk I can't remember where I found this I might have also been like a like a PhD paper or something but I don't think it was I think this was actually like a medium article because I think Mm. I read it and I was like oh this is just like it wasn't so much of a factual thing versus just Mm -hmm. like a really interesting point and this was very like dark side um I don't I wouldn't take this extreme but he brought up a good point um he said what do the workers of the future really oh sorry I guess he meant like what have the workers of the future really left the millennials, quote unquote, not not money, that's for sure. Savings, incomes, assets, nor do we really have hearts left to sell passion, fire and heat. We do not care about selling shit. We're usually we're mostly just trying to drown ourselves in the warm bath of digital noise, irony and memes to dull the fatiguing pain of not having futures, which obviously a very dark like mm. quote to go off of. But he the the point I got from that because I read this piece and I was like I didn't agree with what he was saying about spiritual capitalism um necessarily but that quote I was like I can see some point to what he's saying he was basically saying like the rise of spirituality and spiritual capitalism is due to basically like people feeling disheartened and mm. like not having that I don't know there's in there was something in it that was felt very raw and true and I can even though it's like I don't agree with his point I can relate to that like almost throwing being thrown off the rails that you have to adapt and kind of think about things on a more spiritual level and the capitalism gets fucking intertwined with it kind of like you said the the morphing effect (laughs) it's kind of like when we're so lost as a collective that we'll just like grab onto anything that's like gonna give us some answers or some Mm -hmm. peace of mind or comfort Mm -hmm comfort for sure and we don't even realize how lost we are as a collective because yeah. we're just like lost 100 <laughs> percent. i do yeah. think i I've, I've noticed that like my partner and i 
we would hang out and then as soon as we he would go to work he'd be like I miss you and I'd say I miss you too which was super weird because I was like we just hung out but it was because we were watching a lot of tv and like and he had, he also does this too where like and I do it too where you just mm-hmm. keep scrolling on your phone yeah, whether yeah. that's on tiktok or memes or whatever and it's like yeah. it's like I you're think you're not actually we, like yeah spending time together yeah, and you're – or yeah, or even when you're alone and you're doing that, and it just doesn't feel like – we feel so busy because we kind of are numbing ourselves out with a lot of these things. So when we see the, like, spiritual side of things online or, like, what we're being sold with spirituality, it's like, well, that's what I want. Like, fuck the memes that are dulling me. Like, this sounds great. I get to have a better life. I mean, be memes more are fucking hilarious. Oh, but... they're great. I love them. Yeah, our whole account, our whole Unboxing the Tarot Instagram account is memes. But there's, and that's what I mean. It's like everything yeah. in moderation. I think yeah. like yeah. a huge thing for me, at least with like kind of running with this theme as an episode, at least was like to have us notice where, like I said, like the origins of the spirituality, like we can't just mm-hmm. buy a crystal from winners and like, um in a sense like be like oh this is for our spiritual development because we're we're ignoring the big moral questions of this like nothing's ever gonna be 100 percent moral but there's definitely better ways and routes we can take and yeah. the other big thing was like to just be a little bit more conscious about all this and be more ethical if you are someone who offers these services and also being more conscious of when you see things marketed to you and not buying into it as if it's gonna like be the end-all be-all not buying into like the obviously underqualified coaches and stuff like that it's just like really there isn't like a lot of like monitoring I guess of Mm -hmm. a lot of these industries so I think that's kind of where we have like a moral responsibility to watch for spiritual capitalism and I think that now that McDonald's and Big Corp has like officially penetrated the market, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. that it's it is kind of like be wary, pay attention. Like they're trying to take all things that are sacred. So it just makes the sacred practices and those like beautiful rituals and routines that you have like that more precious. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's just like, yeah, pay attention. I like- I like that you use penetrated because to me that's literally how it feels is like a yeah. getting fucked but like not in a good way. Like you're kind yeah. of like it's like a bit of a sugar daddy moment where you're like you're like oh this guy's got a lot of money. Like to be honest, like I'm not like judging you. Like no judgment aside, like whatever. But I'd rather maybe have like it's like if I was looking at it as like oh like I could have sex with this guy who has a lot of money and get pay some bills stuff like that. Like no judgment aside on the sex worker side. Or I could have sex with someone I, like, really enjoy myself with. And it's, like, that's where the, like, like kind of moral dilemmas come in. Where not I, That's a really bad example. But you know what I mean? It's, like, McDonald's. Really awful example. That's really not how I feel about it. But just you saying penetrated, yeah. I just picture yeah. McDonald's, like, like dicking us down. the industry. Like, yeah, well, like it's already industry, fucking the industry. Yeah. And, um... <laughs> oh, God. Guys, just so you know, I'm not comparing uh, the two situations. That's and just, yeah, I'll just forever, like, think of McDoubles when I think of Mercury Retrograde now. That's actually... <laughs> like, I'm literally just going to be like... That's what they want Mc- you to do. Better get yeah. a McDouble. <laughs> yeah, people in the comments were literally like, oh, I want McDonald's now. Oh, I want a hamburger. Like, just oh from... Oh, my God. Yeah, literally, it's... Freaky. It's hypnotizing. But anyway, I digress. Should we, should we pull I think cards? we always digress. Yeah, let's let's tie this hellfire up. <laughs> Sorry, that was probably really loud. Yeah, that was a little Cack- loud, but it's okay. We're here for it. in your ear. 
Okay, I have my modern tarot. Do you want to pull a card and then I'll pull the modern tarot equivalent? Wait, you have a modern tarot with you? Or sorry, modern, not modern tarot, um, the after tarot. Oh, cool. Yeah, you want me to pull? Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Or you want me, or you pull and then I give the you equivalent? You pull. I pull? Okay. Yeah. I sound like a bro. I'm like, yo, you're pulling so yo, hard, pull, bro. Pulling out, pull out, Justin, bro. <laughs> I, I feel like the hip with the times thing is like, I think the guys say that to like describe like getting a woman. And I'm like, excuse what, you. Like you're pulling like, yeah, I don't know what oh. it means. I feel like I'm not hip with the times, but it's like a gross way. It's basically a new way of oh. saying broad. It's like you're pulling hard, like you're pulling tail hard. You know what I mean? It's like gross. Anyways. Oh. Never hang out with a man that says that ever, period. Doesn't matter if it's about you or anyone else, just period. Never Gross. spend time. Never spend my time with a man, period. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. This is an interesting one to get. This is like a big boy kahuna Ooh. card. The world. Yes. There's a lot going on with the world card. So yeah. um I guess you this is one where I feel like I'll need more of your input, but it's very mm-hmm. interesting. So there's like this femme person. They are in the center. They have like this wreath around them. They seem to be like in the clouds in the sky. Um, and the in each corner of the card, there is like I guess the four major astrological signs. If I'm correct, am I correct on that? Yeah, I think they're the fixed the fixed signs. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I don't know mm-hmm. much about typical astrology, so that's like mm-hmm. a kind of ambiguous thing. But there's four signs basically, and then in the wreath, there's two infinity signs. And there's, like, a ribbon running through the person. They have two wands. There's a fucking lot going on this card, obviously. Mm-hmm. Hence why it's kind of the world card. It's, like, there's a shit thing going on. I think this kind of, like, is a good card for this episode because, as we say on this ep- like on the podcast, like, when we pull cards, I think it's never a fixed thing. Like, if I were to pull the world card for someone in a, like, a reading, a personal reading versus pulling it in regards to this episode, it's going to be very different. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to interpret this how I am seeing this for the episode, which is kind of like, yeah, the hellfire that has been a lot of this conversation, but it kind of just feels like a lot about like this like infinite flow or like different balance of opposites, the nuance. It feels very like there's just a lot going on and it kind of feels like there's just like complexities beyond being able to just say you're right and you're wrong. It feels like there is a lot of like kind of I don't know in a weird way I want to say compassion with this card where you're seeing different angles and different sides and like you don't have to agree with someone um but you can kind of have a bit of compassion or understand where it comes from like kind of like the nuance I'm talking about is like you don't have to be like supporting someone and being like their best friend or like being or even agreeing with them but you can kind of see like how they got to that point you know what I mean Mm -hmm. and that's where like even the stuff with like the the fucking anti-choice people and stuff like that like it's like these people like they're not just doing it just to police women's bodies they don't understand that like kind of like if you were having a convert if i was having a conversation with an anti-choice person i would not be able to come at them with all these different examples i would have to come at it at a point that they understand it so if they're coming at it being like you know it's because i believe in like the like like i believe in life life. you know it's like you have to kind of break that down for them and like, you yeah. know what I mean? It's like, you can't just come at it with your own views. You have to be like, what is this person saying? And how can I hear what they're saying? Mm-hmm. And make sure I'm addressing that directly versus just shoving my belief down their throat. Yeah, I believe that the truth is definitely subjective. Like, I've thought about that before, where it's like, I feel so strongly about some things and other people feel so strongly in different ways about things. And mm-hmm. it's like, that just that just tells me that 
it's like it's a it's 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 not what like concrete like it's a very it's like the truth can be in flux right like Mm -hmm. just because I believe something and I like someone will also believe as strongly as I do about something in a different capacity it's like well then there's no real concrete real truth then yeah (laughs) you know it's all it all comes down to our yeah our beliefs our experiences our education like there's so many factors that we like we put unknowingly into something that we believe in right yeah 100 percent. and also in a weird way i don't i know i usually don't interpret infinity signs this way but Mm -hmm. i do see like a lot of like hope in this card kind of being like there's Mm -hmm. like infinitely gonna be like these highs and lows like i kind of am looking at the infinity sign almost as like a roller coaster being like there's always gonna be like the dips Mm -hmm. in life and the highs Mm -hmm. but that's kind of what makes life because if everything was like like Miley Cyrus if everything was like the climb like if there was no climb like you wouldn't get the view you know what I mean whatever she says in the song I'm pretending I don't know those lyrics I really do but (laughs) you know what I mean it's like if there wasn't that like those downfalls in life there'd be no peaks it's kind of like the shadow in the valley or the like mountain in the valley thing you know what I mean yeah and the world is the last major arcana in the cycle of everything so it does also symbolize like endings and closings of chapters like final like evolutions of ideas beliefs things experiences um to spiral kind of back around to the fool to the magician like it's sort of like like it reminds me of that infinity loop that you said like our cycles Mm -hmm. of learning beliefs trying to do better understanding things our experiences will forever be evolving and will forever be changing that it's like we will think that we know something and we've got it down and we're grounded in it. And mm-hmm. then it's just like another lesson, another, yeah. another peel back of the onion. We said that on one, one Patreon episode, I think like we're mm-hmm. peeling back the layers as we go. Like we're never done. Yeah. And I think that 100%. kind of, we talk about like wanting to do better, educating ourselves, letting our opinions change, right? Like mm-hmm. we can change our minds about things. We could do an episode about the same thing in a few weeks and have completely different, views like views and it's just like yeah we're changing we're growing we're evolving as humans it's natural right but i uh, have yeah i was just quickly gonna say before i forget when you said that like that we're always like open to changing i was gonna say i think the only time we don't grow is when we don't allow ourselves to change or like change our minds on things Mm -hmm. damn what was it like it was i don't know if it was crypto naturalist on instagram i think they were talking about like something that is not changing is completely dead like the life force is completely out mm-hmm. of out of it like it's not even yeah. like yeah and it's like because you, you want to cha- do you want to be you, that like <laughs> you literally change like like age and aging in life is literally something that proves that we are constantly changing and moving mm-hmm. and i think sometimes when we i was actually this came up in a reading the other night with someone where i was basically saying like um I think like for the the example I'll give like very vaguely and I won't name any names but it was basically that like they had gone through um a like a breakup and yeah. I think a lot of times what happens is like I was happy up to this breakup and it makes them want to go backwards and go back to the relationship and want to fix it because they're like oh I want to go back to when I was happy when it's like actually like your natural progression would be to move forward and like like move through life like if it comes back to you like naturally then yeah mm-hmm. like totally that can happen but like it's actually like the only times we're not growing is like when we like don't continue forward and keep growing 
Yeah, because even something that is dead and decomposing is changing form, mm-hmm. right? There's 100%. still that life force energy. So something that's completely static, that's not changing, like, would you want to be that? Yeah, 100%. Like, in life or death, right? But there's something outside of that where you don't have any anything changing, any cells changing in your body. It's like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think also, it's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For also, this is going to be so random and we can choose to leave this in or not. But like, um, I realized that way back, like, but this is my ADHD brain literally is like, I was going to talk about a story example of like my friend who's in an MLM because you're talking about coaches and how um like they'll be like I'm making like six figures Mm, and blah blah mm -hmm. blah um and like when really they're like conning all these people and stuff Mm -hmm. um I was like should I tell that story example yeah (laughs) Yeah. okay we're gonna we're gonna go back a little bit before I forget about it but yeah so basically I had this person I knew and basically they were in an MLM um and they had spent I think it was like 20k or like Mm -hmm. a 20 claim line of credit not even like the money they have because someone basically that's unethical in itself is like someone's approaching you and taking money you don't have and like trying to profit off of you um so it got basically this like 20k line of credit and their whole thing was like to post basically saying like how do i like in different places they were traveling around the world and basically being like well how do i travel and how do i make look at this $2,000 um, profit check I got from this one machine just off of one sale. Like it didn't even take any time when really I'm like, you have to look at the small business in that sense. It's like you actually have put in countless hours. Is this the water thing? Yeah. Yeah. The cog and water. (laughs) It's like you put in countless hours into uh, sales cars, cars, (laughs) sales calls, marketing posts, um, saying that you're like living your life and doing all these things. And you actually, she actually hadn't made a single sale. And then even when she did, like she hadn't made back the money she even initially invested. Like she would just post being like, oh, look at these checks. Like they just come in the mail. I don't even know about them. Like, Mm -hmm. because it's like, uh, because it with an MLM, you're so far removed from from it. It's like playing it down as if you haven't done all this effort. And I was like, in reality, and it makes it seem like, oh, I just made like $10,000 this month out of nowhere when it's like, well, actually you haven't been working the past two years. So making $10,000 in one year is really not that great. (laughs) And you're traveling and doing all this stuff. And it's like, it just like, it's selling the lifestyle, but not the, um, yeah, but like not actually what it is. It is totally in a sense, a little bit of a scam. And yeah, that's all I have to say about that. (laughs) And it's like, they'll find their way or they won't. Yeah. Or they won't, dot, dot, dot. We'll find out. (laughs) I do find a lot of people in MLMs and stuff do eventually come to a point where they do look at it and they're like, damn. I was like, it is a cult, like in a sense. Like it's it's like a community. It's like, look at all these people in my community Mm -hmm. and they're all making a lot of money and blah, blah, blah. It's kind of like the same with the – there's like an MLM style of coaching for a lot of people where it's like coaches are teaching people to be coaches. and It's it's literally MLM. Yeah, 100%. That's what it is. Like – you're learning from a coach to coach other coach people and and get their and money. They are, you're you're coaching them yeah. to coach people who's coaching them to coach people. Yeah. And down the line goes. Yeah. But I actually want to have my friend on the podcast. I think we'll do like a Patreon episode with her. We've been talking about it for a while, but she's been into a lot of MLMs in her life. I don't know. Mm-hmm how she kept falling prey to all she, we were talking about it actually yeah. one day like she was like how have you never been a part of an MLM I'm like I don't know how have you been a part of like 10 <laughs> but yeah. she's um 
she's kind of out of it now. She's sort of seeing the light a little bit and she has like really interesting experiences with like being gaslit, being like just told that you're not successful enough because you're not trying hard enough. Like, you know, having to cold call all your friends, like reach out to 20 people a day, like going to conferences, like. Sometimes it's literally like they will tell you what to eat. They like I had a friend who was like they would give me yeah. shit because I would eat a banana or whatever. Like it's like a lifestyle. You're selling the brand of like traveling for a living, being a digital mad, making all this money, eating a certain way, looking a certain way. And yeah, we'll definitely do a full on episode about like yeah. MLMs and kind of like breaking down why it's unethical. Because even if you're someone in an MLM and you're listening and you're like kind of like fuck you guys like to us like that's very fair to feel that way but we're gonna like you kind of gotta ask the hard-hitting questions if you're fine morally with what we're bringing up then this doesn't apply to you but we do have to break down the like systemic stuff how mlms prey on women especially lonely women the origins of it it's very interesting Mm -hmm. um but yeah well we will get into all that i yeah yeah is there anything else we want to say before we tie up i think that's it it's a little bit of a longer episode it is but it's we just had a lot a to say today. We guys. knew it. We yeah. Knew it. <laughs> we had shit to say to everyone. So, uh, <laughs> like, you suck. No, you yeah, suck. Yeah. No, <laughs> um, I hope you guys enjoy this episode. As always, uh, feel free to write to us at unboxingtarot at gmail.com. Send us your thoughts, um, any topic suggestions, anything and everything. We're always here for it. And you can also join our Patreon, patreon.com slash unboxing the tarot, because that's the spiritual capitalism for today. Um, <laughs> we're doing it in a, as an ethical way as possible. You know what I mean? There's always yeah. the nuance of everything. You, yeah, yeah. That's we've it. already, we've already talked about Weird. that, but yeah, I won't need to open up that wound again, but uh, yeah, if you are on Patreon, we'll see you in a week for your next week's episode. And if not, we will see you guys in two weeks. Bye. Bye.